This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. We're talking with Falk Wolski. He's the Chief Innovation Officer with Innogate Tech. Is there anything specific you would like to talk about in this interview that would be helpful, you think, that I haven't touched on yet? Mm, this is a hard question. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm sorry. Not, yes, yes. I will not sell my product. That is not fair. We talked about uh, innovation. What I'm very interesting hearing it was maybe, maybe we all will see supernova very soon. Uh, scientists and astronomers very interested in it because in the nebula of Orion, there is one star and he loses in, in brightness, right? In this, these days, in these weeks. And people are very curious because it's maybe a sign that he will have supernova. Oh, so cool. that the first time we actually can watch supernova. Why I tell you this? Because we come back to this curiosity. Now you might say, why I should care? It's not economically relevant. It's not relevant for my calendar. It's not relevant for my relationship and so on and so on. But somehow we are all part of this very big game, right? We are in a very small bubble in a very small blue planet, uh, flying around a very small star right? And, uh, in a very small uh, galaxy and surrounding it. And, and, and I might say this is a wonderful trigger to look up and say, wow, cool, amazing. This wow, cool, amazing is a wonderful world. So let's come back and have a wonderful word from Michael Ende, one of my favorite author of the childhood. He was writing the never-ending story. He said, if you're getting adult but don't stay child, you're not a human. Yeah, that's true. But what it is, is the eyes of children not everywhere to see wonders, but to stay curious. The wonders uh, you cannot see anytime again. You have seen the bug. It's a bug. Wonderful. And after a thousand times, it's still a bug. You mm-hmm. learned. Nevertheless, there is so much interesting things and uh, to keep curious and stay curious. When you ask what is to say, what is to talk about, this is the key. Staying curious in our world is the definition. Maybe even to connect it to Masamo Nishiro, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost yeah. in the Shell is one of the best and most accurate future prediction some of any author that I read any did. I, I read Asimov, I read uh, Stanislav Lem, and a lot of Stugatsky and so on and so on. Everyone has his vision how the future could be. But this Masamune Shiro was most accurate for 50 years. We should all watch this because we get a good impression what will be. There's one scene everything is very philosophical in this and between very military it's crazy all the time it's a shooting it's a special force of a, of a military for the government and so on but there's a scene when robots they're getting their own artificial intelligence and they was curious and that curiosity makes them special and there's one sentence in this time in which we live now when everybody can have access to information as much as he need because we all have internet what makes you unique is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Because only then you will go and search and find and will build your own uniqueness. That's a wonderful word. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I think as I've been taking notes here, I underline curiosity twice. I think that's the, the definitive differentiator for an innovator, somebody that's really curious and how are we going to solve this in a different way. Mm-hmm. 
One of the things that we will include in our show notes is some of the links that Falk has alluded to and also some of the things that he reads and frequents both the supernova and different different things that he's interested in as well as to his company. Well, tell us a little bit about that. You're headquartered where and what do you actually do on a daily basis? The very first is, it might be interesting, I live in uh, two different countries, most likely in the hotels because I work in Germany. And I work in Ukraine. Okay. Ukraine, because I married my wonderful wife uh, last year, and she was actually from Ukraine. I was, you will laugh about, curious <laughs> to fly there and get in contact because she was reading as one of the less people even I know, and then women, she was reading Strugatsky. And I said, not two. I need to get to know to you. Wow. And so come to Ukraine, and uh, we get in touch, and we fall in love, and uh, we married. So... Ukraine. This is where InnoGate resides. InnoGate is mainly focused to business applications, roughly speaking about all SAP, and doing this for very big companies in the energy sector. Okay. In Ukraine, you have DTEC, for example, as a very big one. And what I dislike, they have, um, it seems to me, still over 80% of charcoal to, to power. This is coal to power, right? So mm-hmm. this is not really friendly and in Ukraine nobody cares, right? This is they are not this developed like we for example in Germany when we look really close to the detail how we make electricity. But they had a very good program and energy tariff in Ukraine to support solar and wind power and this was a huge push also for this DTEC. The the baseline is still these people working there already roughly three hundred thousand people so far I remember and they somehow need to work. And the workplace software all the time, the contracting to customers, contracting to suppliers, management, field service, and all this stuff. And this kind of software InnoGate makes. And DTEC has a digitalization master plan because they also understand when we do all of the paper forms, we will be slow. We mm-hmm. cannot eat internationally. We cannot grow. We cannot save cost. And to digitalize processes is a huge thing. Actually, it starts very boring with the first question. Do you have everywhere Wi-Fi? They say, huh? Yes, yes, we have. No, you mean office. I don't mean office. I mean, do you have everywhere Wi-Fi? In the production sites, in the months, at the station when you uh, go around. And then, aha, okay, if you have everywhere Wi-Fi, people can work in a closed network and you can have applications. Everyone has a smartphone, but they need access. That's the first step. Then the question. Do we have an API strategy? API is the possibility to offer your services first to yourself. You will develop faster when you have a clear API strategy. And you can show orders that you have these services. Mm-hmm. It was a very nice example. I worked once in Germany for E.ON, also energy producer. It's pure random. And they had, you cannot believe, they had 800 external APIs. Wow. There are 1,500 internal. It's pretty a lot. And it was drowning in it. They said, oh, fuck, we have, we have somehow we have 18 APIs only to get zip codes. Wow. <laughs> hard to manage. But these this APIs is a very good point when you can first invite developers, companies, and external service partners to go with you together and create a value. If you have smart meters, it's very nice. But how to connect and how to invite other companies to invent something on that infrastructure, go with you, you need to have an API. This, for example, I did also here in Germany, in GK, where I work for retail. This is one of the biggest company 
producing software for retail. Whenever you go, for example, retailers like Lidl, Walmart, uh, we step by step also go for American market. We have already an office in, in uh, Relay. So we go step by step there and um, we produce software for the point of sale. Okay. One of the biggest, uh, because this is quite complex process. And that's the same. I came to company and said, very brave actually, I said, you don't have an API strategy. You have to work. You have to have one. Actually, we did. We have now a very good API and people step by step can integrate with us. And that's the very first point when you come in the sense of innovation. First, make the basics, right? Because you cannot invest in something if you cannot connect to a company. Wow. API, for example, mm-hmm. network the right structure to scale. That is the point when you come up and then you can build step by step. I said, okay, we have to go to payment. We have to integrate with different software vendors. We have to do this and this and that and I write the manifest and I create products and so on and so on. And then team step by step develop it. Fascinating. We talked a lot about me, pretty yeah, boring. What's true. about you? <laughs> Who are you <laughs> and what you did? You're also an inventor, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I'm multidiscipline, you know, done a lot of manufacturing stuff, a lot of technology stuff. And when technology, you know, computers came out, I saw a way to do a lot of the things that you would do in the manufacturing sector without getting your hands dirty. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really... Um, it's like a manufacturing suite without, there's no oil or grease. You don't have to get dirt under your fingernails. Done a lot of that over, over years. And I, I love technology. I, I know the same stuff that you've done, you know, we're taking software, writing it. I've written software, did a uh, startup that was e-forensics in the email sector. Oh, uh, yeah, and, okay, uh, very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. ended up selling that and have done uh, publishing software, publishing automation software for financial publishing and things like that. The company I'm currently doing is sort of more a labor of love, but it's it's an IT services firm. And I had started an IT services firm, sold it in 1991 after about, I'm sorry, in 2000, after about 10 years. And I really enjoyed that company. So I started another one, IT consulting, and sort of building that up right now. And that's that's going very well. And You saw very early the potential in the software to automate everything, right? Yes. This is with the footprint I see when you talk this. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. There was an Apple campaign, Kinko's, um, very old, called Wheels for the Mind. And it really symbolized or encapsulated what you could do with technology. You know, it was the ability to automate and give people more efficiency and basically amplify the number of people you had. Can I ask you something about it? Yeah. With my wife, we will build a foundation. Mm -hmm. And the foundation should take care about what we call the useless society. I'm pretty sure you have heard already about it. Useless society is the people, they get out automated of their jobs. We have this discussion a lot. And um, I mean, we have now a huge quote of people in university already and their jobs they later do still don't exist. And on the other hand, we have a huge amount of people they will just Out-automated, I say. Uh, I see two directions as a very first, the truckers and the lawyers. Mm -hmm. Truckers is 
the, the problem on them is they are not high skilled. If the trucks, especially the trucks, are super easy in exchange to cars on uh, on the street in the city, but on the highway it's easier. And uh, the big companies are very near to give a full automated solution for that in, in the range of five years. Sure. This is millions of people, millions. What they will do? They go to elderly care? I don't believe so. They have most of the time no second job. Right. And this is what we call the useless society, and they will get more and more by this automation. So one of the philosophical questions in the Masamune Shiro goes to Nichelle was exactly this. If a human understands he can automate something, he will do. But this is not always a good thing. How do you see this? Well, first of all, I mean, what we're doing, I mean, we're in the IT space, and the unemployment rate in the U.S. is under 4%, under 3%. You can't hire anybody. And what we were doing is we're taking people that are unemployable or not skilled in technology and training them. If we can take a person who has good personality skill, we can add to them systems, automation, that can help them deliver technology solutions to a certain level. I think that the new economy can be bent to the will of making people useful again. I think there's a tremendous need for making them useful. It's going to be interesting because there's going to be people who are not willing to want to learn something new. That's the hardest thing to overcome is how do you motivate somebody who has invested the large majority of their life into something that is now obsolete? And mm -hmm. how do you get over that? And I think that's something we need to come to terms with. But I think it's happened before. I mean, you know, there's been industries... You know, you look at here in America, there's been many industries that have come and gone that have been yes. overseas, you know, moved to, you know, Asia or different countries. And now many of those people, I don't think, were properly mentored or properly brought along, if you will. They weren't, you know, really stewarded well. They were sort of allowed to just exist or have a, a basic subsistence life. But I think they also allowed themselves to have that basic subsistence life. And I think our society, in some ways, encouraged that through, you know, welfare and things like that. So, and there's, you know, there's a big argument there is, you know, well, we should take care of these people that shouldn't do this. And But if, if you didn't have it and they were forced to go out and get a job, then they'd learn the new technologies. And so what, what I'm trying to do is I want to take people and offer them free training and see if they're interested in technology jobs and offer them and, and hire people that have a good personality. Mm. That's the one thing I can't train is you have a bad personality. I can't do anything about that. But I can teach you how to talk to a person and say, oh, what's your issue? Oh, okay, well, let me let me get the right person for you. I, you know, I can do all sorts of levels at that. And so I think that in some ways, we have a lot of green fields coming up. You know, yes. that there's a lot of opportunity in ways that people would have never imagined they could have worked 20 years ago or 10 years ago. But it's what we do with that. And I think technology enables that, just like it enables all these other things. But I've seen it, you know, these people who are unwilling to change, and I don't think we just dismiss them and say, well, tough for you. I think we need to, as a society, figure out how to shepherd them along so that they feel okay to, because in some ways it's sort of like, well, you made the wrong bet. You went into the wrong career that isn't going to be a long lasting career. 
that you're not going to be able to retire into. You had been, I mean, even doctors nowadays, who knows what's going to happen with them in America with the healthcare changes. If you were a doctor, you you were set for life. Well, now it may turn into, you know, no, you, you have a, a standard wage and that's the way it is. So it's it's an interesting change. So I agree that we need to be good stewards of technology, but I and, and I do think that there's a tremendous potential for it to do exactly what you're saying, that for all these people to just be lost and not to be able to do that. But I think what will happen is people will realize a little bit too late, I think we're early realizing this, that they will realize that, oh my gosh, we need to make these people useful to the technology economy because that's the only way it's going to scale. So that's my two cents. Very good one. I like your answer a lot. Thank you very much. Some points I do agree. Some points is on my radar, let's say two. Some is completely new. What I take out of it is what is not new is education, education, education. Right. What is new to me, motivation. The big point is to motivate the guys who don't want to learn new. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. That is really a point when you say, okay, wow, fuck this shit, how I do motivate them change with the time right and that is maybe the, the bigger one instead of education education you have all tools in the moment electronic classic no matter what right you can do it right you can measure it after but to motivate them it's a very good question i will chew on it i might say yeah, that's the work <laughs> that's the real work is to motivate them it's, a, it's an emotional thing true that's very good this is something for my life <laughs> <laughs> She is very good in all emotional stuff. She is a chief marketing officer. Oh, neat. She created a lot of brands. She is very famous in Ukraine. She has her own community, I might say. And she's step by step going for international. And she is my my emotional brain. So Excellent. I'm the technical brain. And we are absolutely... Some people say we are, as a couple, are complete. <laughs> no, might be, might be. <laughs> I understand. I know exactly what you mean. Well, excellent. We've been talking with Falk Wolski. He's the Chief Innovation Officer with Innogate Tech. And you're headquartered in, what would you say, both Ukraine and... Kiev. The one is in Kiev, Ukraine, and Germany, Berlin. Let's say Berlin. Okay. And we've had a great talk about innovation. And there'll be a lot of links in the show notes to both his company and some of the things we've talked about. Any final words you'd like to say? If I say now, stay curious, that's too too simple. Well, that's... that's <laughs> Thank a, you very much. The a, final note... That's a good one to say. Stay curious. I like that. Stay curious. The final note is I'm very thankful for the talk. I enjoyed it a lot. Excellent. It was very good questions. Uh, thank you also for that. And I wish all of us, especially in these times we have, in 2020, good year. Let's come safe through to the year. This is concerning most of us in the moment, I believe. And stay curious is the, the key, right? Because especially when we see our future is more and more speed up, uncertain, yes. flexible, true. changing. Everything is not like it was yesterday already. We will only survive if we are flexible and curious. Yes, that absolutely. Is good words. Well, thank then, you very much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, good to talk to you too. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. 
Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.